Blog Talk Radio. Of course, the book that we're reviewing 
this evening is the healing wisdom of Africa. Uh, Dr. Somi is an initiated elder and shaman, or if you will, a high priest. And he expounds on the significance of initiating change. As a house guest of myself and my, uh, my wife, Dr. Dora Gray, Dr. Molodomo Somme introduced us to the African yam and other vegetables along with the diet and the health customs of his community, the Dagara people. He spent about four days with us, uh, and it was really uh, an, an exhilarating and an informative, uplifting, uplifting experience. Uh, the Dagara people of Pakuna Faso, which is in West Africa, he stated that there is no doubt that at this time in history, Western civilization is suffering from a great sickness of the soul. I say that again. He said, there is no doubt that at this time in history, that the Western civilization is suffering from a great sickness of the soul. Now, he said this several years ago. Uh, indeed, we just uh, left the year of uh, actually a, a period of four years maybe five, of how that uh, was really revealed about the sickness within the Western civilization, specifically here in the United States. The West uh, has a progressive turning away, uh, they've been turning away progressively actually, from the functioning spiritual values, its total disregard for the environment and the protection of natural resources. Uh, and, and the violence of inner cities and their problems of poverty, drugs, uh, uh, and crime, spiraling unemployment and economic disarray and growing intolerance towards people of color and the values of other cultures, all over uh, all of these trends, if unchecked, will eventually bring about a terrible self-destruction in the face of all this global chaos. And the only possible hope is self-transformation. So, indeed, uh, we're living today with uh, that uh, uh, prophecy that he made, you know, and it's such a, a stark uh, realization and an awakening. The fact is that we have uh, uh, immigrants that are being turned away uh, because of the fact that they feel, uh, it was felt, rather, by the powers that be uh, that they need number 45, I would just go there and just mention the number, <laughs> you know, proclaim them to be unfit to enter the country, notwithstanding that indeed his wife's uh, parents were immigrants or are immigrants. Uh, and, and, and just about everyone here who is uh, not Native American, an indigenous uh, 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 descendant of the Native Americans, are immigrants, uh, are children, descendants of immigrants. So that's definitely something that's uh, uh, very foolish, unfounded, without any uh, logical uh, uh, justification. But millions of people, some 72 million to be exact plus, have uh, embraced that narrative as to be something that's true. Um, indeed, in his administration, he had someone that came up with this term, uh, alternative truths. You know, such an outrageous thing that, to be embraced, and of course we have people who have embraced that, uh, that narrative. Uh, indeed, let me just say one thing that those of you who are listening, if you'd like to speak with us 
and share your thoughts and comments, please don't hesitate to dial 516-418-5829. Again, that's 516-418-5829. And hit the number one button, and that will uh, indicate to me that you're raising your hand and that you'd like to share your thoughts. So I'd like to just uh, back up a little bit in terms of uh, the notion uh, of this day being celebrated uh, with the term Halloween. Um, and then I also would like to mention the name Black Lives Matter, uh, which is uh, a, 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 uh, a chant and, and a, a phrase that has been embraced uh, going back a couple of years when uh, we had Brother uh, George Floyd and Sister Breonna Teller uh, and others who were assassinated and uh, there was a, a swell, upswell of, uh, of anger and concern uh, throughout the world, uh, not just here in the United States, but worldwide, about brutality. And uh, I was listening to a group of brothers and sisters who actually collectively, you know, joined in the, the, uh, uh, the notion that indeed black lives have always mattered. You know, they mattered when uh, our ancestors were brought to, this, uh, to the Africanists, to, to the African diaspora, where uh, we, our ancestors were captive, uh, held captive, and made and to become uh, forced laborers. Um, they took the best, and, um, it's, and they knew that we mattered because they knew that we, they needed our ancestors' blood, sweat, and tears, uh, or, or their equity, uh, sweat equity, in order to build this land to be the richest country in the world. So we have to understand, we have to deal with the importance of, of having a historical uh, reference perspective in terms of how we are in the position that we are right now. And that's one of the, the, the um, uh, main reasons why I decided to uh, create this podcast, was to do whatever I can as humbly as I can, to share my thoughts uh, and to have uh, guests such as my wife to share her thoughts and others uh, uh, going back uh, almost 200 uh, episodes for the last 10 years to share uh, their thoughts on this platform so that indeed uh, there can be a, 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 an opportunity for those who are not knowledgeable of what we do share or who agree and are knowledgeable can have something in which they can forward on this uh, on this uh, uh, community of the internet. So, with that being said, I- I'd like to just state that uh, my wife and I are always uh, inspiring one another to look at videos and read books and so forth. And even just uh, earlier today, we were engaged in uh, uh, a a form of of uh, of exercise uh, which has a physical and spiritual base called uh, Qigong. Uh, and we were just mesmerized. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, looking at more episodes, at least one uh, before the evening ends. Um, and we, as, as elders, junior elders, we recognize the fact that indeed it's important to eat right, to exercise, and to think right. And the only way you can do that is being around people who share the same type of uh, type of uh, 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 energy, as it were. Uh, 
So I'm just delighted that we can review a book such as The Healing Wisdom of Africa, and let's just open up to a page which I think may be of interest uh, to those of you who are listening, as well as to uh, my, uh, my lovely wife sitting next to me. Can I just mention something before you go into Dr. Somay's book? Um, you mentioned the holiday Halloween. Yes. And uh, when we talk about healing, because you did mention a few minutes ago about the children being frightened and, you know, and at the same time, and not just the children being frightened, let's add adults, too. Absolutely. You know, right? <laughs> and um, well, that's very real. And the children going out, you know, trick-or-treating trip and whatnot. I'd like um, the listeners, our beloved listeners, to not take our not necessarily take our word for anything. Yes, we are elders, but my concern is that our people, mm-hmm. and I'm right now I'm speaking of the black people. Yes. Okay, and, and I'm not excluding anyone. It's just that I want people to know that I'm specifically at this moment talking to the black people. Yes. And I did have a conversation. I know I tend to go off on tangents, but I did have a couple of conversations this week about the term people of color and how that makes me cringe because I just feel that it's kind of like a reversal of colored people. Yes. And I, you know, (laughs) and so you got me thinking along the lines of Halloween as it relates to our children. Many of us have been completely disempowered in this country because our culture was taken away from us. And our culture is our power. And we are disempowered because we were forced to take on the culture, a foreign culture, Mm -hmm. as, you know, similar to Dr. Maladoma Mm -hmm. when he talked about being abducted from his village and forced into Christianity yes, and his journeys with that. And I do hope people do read his book of Water and the Spirit. It's a fascinating journey, but not only is it fascinating, um, I don't want you to look at it as entertainment, even though it's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I want you to look at it as educational and think about how his journey might parallel some of the things that you've been through in your life so you can find that empowerment that you may be seeking. Because once something is taken away from you, it's like being raped. You're never the same again Mm -hmm. unless you make an effort, unless you make a conscious effort to take back what was stolen from you. You can go through your life completely changed, doing things as well as reacting to things and not even knowing why. Yes. And so how does that relate to Halloween? <laughs> no, Halloween I, mm-hmm. from, I, I did, you know, just a peripheral, just a yes. quick uh, research on the holiday itself. And I know growing up, especially in the school system, we always had the teachers bring candy to school and we had, 
you know, we had these little parties and all that, and we, we were allowed to dress up in costumes, and it was fun and that kind of thing. And those kind of, you know, it can be fun, but I know that on a grand scale, the parents might not have been considering the impact that that Halloween holiday had on our children. And not just Halloween, you know, many holidays, but um, we're talking about Halloween right now. I'm trying to be focused, okay? Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, yes. So Halloween, I believe, dates back about 2,000 years. And it was a Celtic holiday. Yes. It was a European holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, the Celtics, uh, the Celts, um, some... It, it was also uh, popular in England and other areas. And it came about from mainly the Irish people who were not very well-to-do, and they would send their children to the homes of the wealthy asking for food. That's the trick-or-treat. Mm-hmm. They would be asking for food, and they weren't doing very well. And then later, and also, it's uh, it spilled into somewhat Christianity as being All Hallows Eve, which is a holiday of the saints. But I believe that actually occurs on November first. So Halloween is the preceding day, October thirty first. Yes, it's. it's it supposedly is a, a Scottish term yes. for All Hallows. The all Hallows, yes. exactly. Yes. And, and so... And going back to 1740, 1745. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And uh, so when we embrace these holidays just because, without having a foundation or an understanding of how and why they originated and who... and who it originated from and for, mm -hmm. we can fall into things that can actually be detrimental to us where we land in a place that we don't even know how we got there. Yeah. So we have ghosts and goblins and children who can't sleep without the light on mm -hmm. for days, maybe longer, because they're scared out of their wits yes. because of these Halloween and But in the meantime... It's being reinforced all around us because we see it in the advertising. We see the store windows really dressed up with goblins and pumpkins and whatever the implements are of that holiday. And our children, unable to be reflective, to express how this is affecting them, but it is, in fact, affecting them on a spiritual level. And we're not surrounding them with the knowledge and the understanding. I'm not saying that no one should send their child for a you know, Halloween party anymore. I'm not saying that you have to do what works for you. That's why I always tell people, don't listen to me. Do your research based on what I have to say, and then you come up with your best decisions for you and your family. And I don't remember if my husband mentioned at the beginning of the show, because he usually does, 
we are not licensed therapists, medical doctors, right. attorneys, or anything like that. This show is for educational purposes. We will not be responsible in any shape, form, or fashion for what anyone who's listening to this show does with the information that we give out. Well, and uh, But that's my thought about Halloween and, and then relating that to what, you know, the healing wisdom mm-hmm. of Africa. We can heal our people if we have our wisdom and how do we get it any way we can because it was taken from us. Yes, indeed. I mean, that's very profound. I'm so happy how that you shared that because it's extremely important that we understand how things originate and why they originated, and how they've come to, for the, come to the point of being so popular. Yeah. Um, there's a, Just because the school yeah. teacher hands out candy yeah. does not mean that something good is happening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean, here in New York City, we had a mayor that uh, declared that uh, uh, vending machines were taken out of the schools. You know, and and because he saw that it was detrimental to the and children. People pushed back and heavy people on pushed that. Back, he, he Even though it was something good. The public <laughs> smoking and 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 uh, business areas mm-hmm. and public business areas should be outlawed. And people pushed back at that. Even and, though they knew the warnings of yeah. secondhand smoke. Absolutely. They still pushed back. That's what we're up yeah. against. So now we have uh, you're going to a wholesale. Uh, 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 supermarket or uh, a, a what do you call it, the big uh, big uh, outlets they're selling a case of 24 cans of soda for two dollars when it used to cost a dollar a can in a vending machine so they can't the expression goes they, can't give it they away. cannot even give it away <laughs> yeah. you know you go into the fast food stores they actually have the dispensers outside from behind the counter yeah you so you can actually now. Pour your own, uh, dispense your own soda, because they know that indeed that's what they call their lost leader. That's what gets you hooked into wanting to buy more. That's what Speaking gets you of getting to hooked back. into buying more, mm-hmm. we know that soda is addictive. Exactly, that's it's where I was. An addiction. That's where I was going to go. And they know that in, in, in celebrating Halloween with trick or treat, yeah. the treats the children are getting are sugar laden sweet treats, sweet treats, candy, mm-hmm. as it were. And, and the powers that be know that that's the beginning of getting your children addicted to sugar. And, even and the sugar is more addictive than the so-called illegal drugs. I Talk read somewhere that it's heroin. more addictive than heroin. Exactly. That's pretty scary, so sugar, but it's actually true. The candy exact, is, is, is actually, as the term goes, a gateway yeah. drug. And we it don't know be, that. Yes. So we have to have that conversation. But, you know, not for nothing. It's not just the sweet treats. Who would think that someone would put sugar in potato chips? Yes, yes. So you're getting chips, and it's not even occurring to you that sugar is placed into the chips to get you addicted to those barbecue potato chips. Absolutely. (laughs) Sour cream and onion. You all know what I'm talking about. They taste good. They taste good. But who would think? But well, we started reading, when did we start reading labels, honey, about six, seven years ago, a while about ago? Seven years ago. And yeah. we were just so surprised to see, like, why would you put sugar in, you know, like chicken or something? What mm-hmm. the heck? Mm-hmm. But sugar, we notice, is in just about everything yeah. because the manufacturers know 
you'll keep coming back for more. You'll keep buying this. Well, that's another conversation. Yeah. I did a show uh, a few months ago dealing with the pandemic and the ramifications from the pandemic with us and in our community, those of us um, being inclined to want to self-medicate. And the main way of self-medicating, of course, is food. And, indeed, and alcohol. On food and alcohol and other drugs. Because some people even have the notion that alcohol is not a drug because it's so widely used and, and embraced and accepted. But, uh, indeed, uh, those foods that we're addicted to have an over-additive uh, uh, of, of sugar-based chemicals and salt. Mm-hmm. So we have to really address that, and perhaps we can continue with that uh, that that thought on the next show. On next another week. episode, okay. But uh, I want to deal with the matter of spirit uh, because we're coming towards the end of our show. We have a few minutes left. Time flies uh, when we're having yes, fun. This yes, is so indeed. interesting, and it's always coming to the end, and we barely got into yes, it. Yes, yes. But that's good. Yes, but it's good. It's all good. Um, on the chapter from the Healing Wisdom of Africa. Uh, dealing with uh, matter and spirit. And the cosmology of the Dagara people, uh, Dr. Somi states that uh, matter and spirit are fused together. These two phenomena are complementary and each a reflection of the other. In the Dagara story of creation, the physical world, the, the world that we can touch and feel and see came into being in parallel with a brighter, more dynamic and expansive energetic world that we call the other world, or the spirit world, or the unseen world. And these two aspects of the universe do not exist as a polarity, for each is a manifestation of the other, and each is dependent on the other, with a stream of interaction going both ways to maintain balance and stability. The indigenous belief of the Dagara is that we are primarily spirit. I always say that, you know, I, I, I've said it so many times and posted it, that we're conditioned to feel that we human beings that have a spiritual expect, uh, uh, experience sometimes, such as those of us who embrace certain religions, and we go to the temple, the church, the synagogue, what have you, and, and that, I shouldn't say what have you, but an ongoing uh, uh, association that there is where you experience spirit. And as human beings, and when you leave those places, you're no longer uh, endowed with your spiritual uh, energy because you're not there. But indeed, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. I'm always saying that. But to go back to uh, quoting uh, Dr. Somay, he states that in order to exist as material beings, we have to take a form. And there is a sense amongst my people, he states, that to be in matter is not the most familiar or suitable form for us. To fit ourselves into the narrow part of the universe that allows energy to exist as matter takes some getting used to. And we only bother with it at all because it serves the useful and unavoidable uh, purpose, useful and unavoidable purpose of expanding the spirit in us. It's as if in order to expand or to grow, we must contract and squeeze. The contracted form of our volatile spirit is the body. The adventures of the body prepare the spirit for the help into its next phase of growth. The connection of spirit and to spirit and the other world is a dialogue that goes two ways. We call on the spirit because we need their help, and they need something from us as well. 
we feed something back to them that they need, it is crucial to understand that we are not impotent. We are not creatures that are helpless, that our resources at the level of our spirit have to be entirely delivered from somewhere else. The world of spirit constantly intrudes on our daily lives, trying to find ways to attract our attention to them, simply because our awareness brings benefits that are good for them. They look at us as an extension of themselves, and so as a result, their own extinction must be made either to grow up to the level of vision that they have or must be adjusted in one way or another so as to keep continuity on their side. There is in this context a mutual interest in having the world we live in and the world of spirit and harmony. Seen in a way that benefit that comes to us directly is a recognition of our own sacredness. If we are an object of interest by beings that we consider sacred and spiritual, then that means that we are viable to them and the same a way that some of us think that they are viable, valuable to us. So this is reciprocity here that really cancels out the whole sense of hierarchy. If spirit is looking up to us and we are looking up to spirit, then we are looking up to each other. The human beings should take from that a certain sense of dignity. So I will end with that thought uh, in reference to the book, but I didn't share it with my beloved wife that I looked out the window earlier this evening and I saw, I heard the commotion and there was parents with their children. And I heard them, I, I didn't look so. And they, they know not to uh, knock on certain doors, I think if the light's not on or... Well, the wherever. home isn't decorated, it's not so decorated. they probably will assume, well, yeah. they're not part of it. And I know a few years ago, um, there were uh, uh, people who actually uh, signed a... A, a notice or a, a, a flyer stating that they were available to give out treats. Right, so that so, the so that the wanderers, I'll call them, yes. so that the wanderers <laughs> would know. Oh well, they're um, they're a home that we can approach and ring their ring their doorbell. Yes. So I'm looking at a show uh, earlier this week that was stating the most popular costumes that were going to be worn uh, where worn to this evening. Oh, and one of them was uh, uh, the the screen uh, feature, which I uh, maybe not the screen, but the one with the mask, and he had a hacksaw. Oh, uh, probably the the man from Friday the Thirteenth. From maybe Friday. The Freddy Krueger. Yes, yes. <laughs> I remember that from years ago. Yes. So. And you know, like, and watching that movie, people were just so frightened and just because you never knew where he was going to jump out from or. Mm -hmm. You know, but I know there's one more, more contemporary than Freddy Krueger, but I, I haven't kept up with it because I had shared with you, I used to watch those kind of movies years ago, and when I realized how detrimental they were to my blood pressure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped watching them and I never looked back. Mm -hmm. But I had the insight to know that even though I came along, my friends and I in school and high school and college and whatnot, and, you know, we, we kind of, like, got into that. There was always a party on college campus and that kind of thing. But um, no one, I don't think anyone ever talked about the detriment of it. It wasn't until I started getting into the work that we do yes. that I realized that things that we considered incidental or just downright entertaining 
were actually detrimental, not only individually, but over a broad base. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't think anything's wrong with it, we're not going to think anything of it when one of our children run out of the house with a costume on, Mm-hmm. or the younger ones, the babies, that you have to escort them, you know, when we might not think anything of it. You know, many people say, oh, let the kids have their fun. No, don't do that. We yeah. have to be more insightful and say, in the long term. Well, we have to right? definitely recognize that, uh, I forget, it might have been uh, uh, Wayne Dyer. I have quite a few uh, um, gurus and teachers and uh, who come from different um, persuasions and orientations mm-hmm. of spiritual thought. But uh, I know when I heard the, uh, the expression that thoughts create things, mm-hmm. you know, you think something and, and then you uh, have the inclination to have an emotional drive to do something from what you're thinking. It'll create it. And it'll yeah. create it. Yeah. And we need to teach ourselves, especially those of us who are parents, that we can't just frivolously uh, expose our children to things that are not healthy. Uh, that's video games. Some of us use video games as a way of uh, babysitting our children. Yes. Uh, we, we use various uh, 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 events such as celebrating uh, this ho- day called Halloween, yeah. uh, night called Halloween, as a way of entertaining our children, not realizing that they were subliminally uh, preparing them to grow up in a, with an unhealthy attitude about death, to, to not understand that indeed we don't die, we just transition, you know, we turn from which we came, from spirit. You know, we came from spirit into a body form, and then we leave this body and go back into spirit. And that's another conversation, which is em- embraced by uh, Dr. Maladoman Somi, uh, the term called reincarnation. Well, I'm going to just put it out there for whatever it's worth. If you can get a hold of the book, African, African Americans and European Holidays, A Mental Genocide. I can't think of the uh, author's yes. name offhand. Yes. And I believe there are two volumes. Because what is it again? African Americans and European Holidays, A Mental Genocide. Uh-huh. Now, sure. here's the thing because Halloween is on its way out. That ends tonight. It's one day, but, you know, one, one incident can just lead to a whole path of destruction. Yes. But now on another level, another holiday that we've been programmed into, which is another huge moneymaker, which is another capitalistic venture, is Valentine's Day. I done skipped over Christmas and New Year's intentionally right now. Yes. What about Valentine's Day? So before Valentine's Day, I know you're going to have a, an episode or a couple of them on the show regarding that and the brainwashing, but I'm just putting that out there now so the listeners can actually research the history of Valentine's Day and particularly research the uh, symbolism of the chocolate, uh. the symbolism of some of you and, you know, don't research it if you just had a good meal because some of it can turn your stomach. I'm just, yes. just going to leave it at that. Yes. And know what you're celebrating and why. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. The name of that book, again, African People and European Holidays and Mental Genocide, uh, was written, uh, is authored, rather, by uh, Asha Kamusa Barashango. Again, I mentioned that name. Asha Kamusa 
Barashango Music. And it's on Amazon. And it's on Amazon. You can purchase it on Amazon. Yeah. And by the way, with Amazon, I'm happy you mentioned that, uh, you can also go to Amazon and purchase a book which is offered, authored by uh, my lovely wife. Would you like mm-hmm. to share that? Well, sure. I authored a children's book. I wrote a children's book, actually, a couple of decades ago and just got around to authoring it, I believe, in 2019, and the name of it is A Stringy Situation. Uh, It is about the value of allowing our children to learn a musical instrument. It's written in a tone as and in the genre of fantasy, so that the young people reading it can enjoy it. But all I can say right now, because I know my husband mentioned before we're running out of time on the shelf, it's, uh, it's loaded with messages of hope and spirituality. And the reason you wrote this book? And so the reason I wrote this book was so that our readers would, un- well, actually the parents, would understand the value of their children learning a musical instrument because when you this it, it has so, it's so much research based yes. so you can look that up you can look up the research um, you know if you care to there's there's like tons of it hmm. and uh, and both of us are musicians by the way okay hmm. and so it's been proven over and over again that those areas of the brain yes are stimulated by learning a musical instrument similar to the same areas of the brain that are activated when you're learning a foreign language, and that's part of the value. Uh, Another value of learning a musical instrument, um, I taught taught musical instruments um, some time ago, and I personally observed the empowerment effect Mm -hmm. of being a musician the children would stand up straighter. They would walk just a little bit taller. (laughs) They would just exude this energy as, I'm all that. Yes. Because they learned something that the average person is not doing. And that makes you feel good. Makes you feel empowered. Not better than, but it makes you feel empowered, Mm -hmm. especially children who might have not been accepted by the cool kids and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And now... I'm a musician, yes, and it, it just does so many uplifting things. And the end result is they end up playing pretty music. That yeah. in itself is a, is a benefit, yes, you know, yes. just in general. So, you know, music so, take that a, heals. so take a look at it. Um, on I Amazon. Love, it's on Amazon. It's also on our website, graypublishers.com. Mm-hmm. But um, the book, again, is A Stringy Situation. Yes. And if you'd like to uh, con- communicate with us uh, via email, uh, you can contact me at Baba, B-A-B-A, Wesley Gray, 1943, at gmail.com. Again, that's B-A-B-A-W-E-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-Y, 1943, at gmail.com. You can also communicate on Amazon directly. You can, con- you know, you can click on yes, contact the author. Right. And uh, absolutely. And I'm going to ask, please leave me a review on yes. Amazon that because be that helps me move forward with the book. You know, the more reviews that I have, the more good reviews. And I'm, <laughs> I, I hope you enjoy it, yes. but I haven't 
met anyone yet who has not enjoyed it. I'm just saying. But uh, the more reviews that are on Amazon, um, the more widely Amazon is likely to promote it. So I would appreciate that. And this would make an excellent gift uh, coming up into the holidays for Kwanzaa and other holidays that you may uh, celebrate, uh, Christmas, etc. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in this evening. And, again, as uh, we end by giving the most, most high, the one most high uh, uh, gratitude and to our ancestors and to those of, in our family, uh, members uh, who uh, have, given, have, have supported us and given us encouragement to continue with this endeavor. So, again, this is uh, Wesley Gray uh, speaking to you and with my lovely wife, Dr. Dora Gray, and we'd like to definitely have you join us again next week, same time, uh, on Sunday at 6.30. Peace and love and abundant blessings. Alafia. Alafia. Hetaku. Namaste. Namaste.